0: We believe every person has the right to realize all that is possible for their future. Are you someone who is near retirement, who has been diligent about accumulating wealth and is now navigating the what's next heading into the next chapter of your life? Welcome to the Dream Architect Life podcast, where money and mindset meet with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson from Sweet Financial Partners. In this podcast, we aim to help shift your focus to the things you can control so you can put your money to work in turning your dreams into reality. Through our trademarked process, The Dream Architect, we make wealth planning fun, informative, and enjoyable. Join us on this journey where Brian and Brittany will explore how you can eliminate your limiting beliefs in the pursuit of all that's possible. Now, on to the show.
1: Hello and welcome to the Dream Architect Life with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson from Sweet Financial Partners. Brian and Brittany, how are you guys?
0: Well, I almost did like a little dance jig to get us going, so really good. <laughs>
2: nice. Well, I don't know if I'm that good, but I guess I have a, something to like work towards.
1: Yeah, you got big shoes to fill over there. Yeah, no kidding. Well, on the last podcast, you guys spoke about the five people that you really want to surround yourself with. And you kind of gave a little heads up on what this one is. This is really how to build and foster those relationships. I'm really excited to get into this content with you.
0: Yeah. You know, we're really excited about this too. And, and again, we want you, as you're listening to this podcast, we want you to have things that you can actually implement in your life, because I I think there's nothing worse than having a really great information. That's all kind of theoretical with no tactical actions to be able to Mm -hmm. take and follow and actually make changes for yourself. So we are trying to spell this out just in black and white, a clear as day so that you can make really positive enhancements to an already wonderful life.
1: I love the word tactical. Why did you choose to use that?
0: Well, if you want to know the real truth, I I did some studying under Jay Abraham, who he is a brilliant marketer. He has been one of the highest paid marketing consultants. And he (laughs) has this whole, I guess, thought process and material and content creation that has stuck so, so much with me. So he talks about, you know, you have your vision. You have this uh, visioning exercise where again, it's more of that really high level, that, that big thinking, the thinking outside the box, the, 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 not accepting just the surface level, right? So that's where you start. Then you have as kind of that mid layer, you have your strategy, you have the things that you start thinking about, well, how can I apply this to my life? Then you go into the tactical and those are things that are actually implementable actions. So for me, after going through that and studying his material, it's almost like this new frame of mind as you're looking at things and how you can bring things to life and how you can actually funnel down. Brian and I both share a love of visioning and, you know, thinking about possibility and and that's part of how and why this podcast came about. Uh, So that's where tactical really truthfully came from. Uh, because I think it's the only way that people actually get stuff done.
1: I agree. I I think that any goal setting for in any part of your life, action items are, are the big piece of it. So I love that. Brian, let's talk about that. So how do you do that in this case, when you're talking about fostering relationships, building them up or helping yourself to find better relationships? I don't know if that's even a way I want to put that, but I think that's what we have to do a lot of times.
2: Yeah. Well, last podcast, we talked about you're the product. Of the five people you hang around the most. And so just being conscious of who those five are and what are the steps needed or those tactical items that if you're not looking at those five people as being the five people maybe you should be spending the most time with, what are some of the tweaks or changes that you could do to be able to get to know more ideal scenarios. And I think one of the things that we've helped create, which I'll actually let Brittany explain, is a little system where you can kind of rate the people that you spend time with on little different topics so that you can ask yourself, these are the important criteria. How would you rate those people that I'm currently spending a lot of time with in each of those areas? And then what areas do I want improvement in? And then who would be the people that I could get that from so that I can improve or, you know, get those extra benefits. So I'll turn it over to Brittany and let her kind of share her little magic here.
0: Yeah. So the the thing I want to say to preface this before we go into the actual exercise is this is not an exercise of judgment. Okay. This is strictly looking at contribution to your life and positive Mm. impact. So what you can do is you can start by listing out five people in your life that you tend to spend the most time with. This could be a spouse, uh, maybe a parent, maybe a kid, a great friend, coworker, you know, really just kind of open it up. Think truly who you currently spend the most time with not who you want to spend the most time with, but (laughs) who you currently spend the most time with. And then what you do is you think on a scale of zero to 10, uh, 10 being the best, zero being the uh, least impactful (laughs) in a positive way. Okay. So what you're looking at here is rating each of these five people on how they positively impact your life. And the thing that I like to think about here is Let's say you are in a social setting and, you know, you meet somebody who knows a mutual friend of yours. So somebody that you spend quite a bit of time with, and this person who you just met goes, oh my gosh, you remind me so much of John and you stop. And if your gut sinks to the floor thinking, oh my gosh, I am perceived as being like John, that's horrible. But if you, if on the flip side, you know, somebody says that and you, you start to glow and you're like, oh my gosh, that feels really good. And that's such a compliment. That's a really good way to start thinking about contribution. So if you were to be said to be like somebody and you cringe, that person may not get a very good rating on this scale. So again, you're sitting there, you're, you're marking down. How does that person positively contribute to your life on a scale of one to 10 And then what you can do from there is you can start deciding how can you actually start to step away from the people that fall on that lower end of the scale? You know, there's, there's different things you could do. Like maybe you're just, you know, conveniently busy. Uh, That's not necessarily the way that I would personally approach it. There there's also the way that you can have very honest conversations and you don't have to say, well, you know, I think you're kind of a jerk, so we're not going (laughs) to hang out anymore, but you could say things like, you know, I, I really am pursuing some big things in my life right now. And I've got to stay upbeat and focused and, and just head on and head down in that direction. So if I'm kind of unavailable these days, it's because this is what I'm focused on and this is what I'm doing. So it's allowing yourself to be transparent in your pursuits without putting that person down. Because again, as we said in in the last episode, it doesn't mean that these people are bad human beings. It just means that you maybe shouldn't be spending your time with them. And and you have to do that honest, fair assessment to decide how they contribute to your life. So I I don't know, Brian, if you want to add anything there.
2: Well, I I think that one thing you have to be really conscious of is what the response is, depending on what you say to those people, Mm because they might give you the guilt play a little bit. And you just need to know like how to accept it, what to do from that point. Because if, if somebody, their whole life is because of, you know, you getting to spend time with them and all of a sudden you're going to pull back. That may not be what they want to hear. And so you just need to have the confidence and understand you're making this decision or you're making this change for your benefit because life's all about where you want to go and what your dreams are you're not going to hurt anybody and it's absolutely okay to say no or to make changes but you need to be in control of that and not let them give you that guilt trip because believe me it will happen if you actually do this exercise, which I'd highly recommend everybody uh, do that. And I think that's maybe the biggest deterrent where people would fall back into a bad behavior Mm -hmm. is by having somebody give them that guilt trip.
1: Well, I love the fact, Brittany, that you use the word judgment. You know, you, you started off by saying this isn't judgment. And I think that as a human race, I don't know, just my opinion, but lately a lot of things if you have an opinion or you you just are able to observe reality then that's judgmental and that's not what this is you're not being judgmental against these people but you you do have to face reality if if mm-hmm. they're a drain on you spiritually physically you know mentally emotionally it, it may not be the best time and then it really pigbacks off brian what you were talking about making sure that you're not falling into the guilt trip but at the same time maybe it's a sibling that is draining, right? I think this strategy would help you actually be more intentional, intentional about the time you spend with them. And being able to kind of gear yourself up, okay, I know that they're gonna bring a lot of drama to the table. But I'm prepared for it. I'm ready for it, you can spend that time and be a positive influence on their life still, which you want to as a sibling or somebody who's a close friend, but you don't have to subject yourself to the constant barrage of emotionally draining conversations or whatever that is, whatever you're trying to avoid from that. Does that make sense? Yeah,
2: I agree. And and if you're not conscious of what's going on or the time you spend, you know, these things you're just, you know, like these are habits that you've created. This is just what you do. So Mm -hmm. it's an intentional act that you need to do, but it's, it's so beneficial. And if you really spend a couple of minutes focusing on this, you will be surprised that there's definitely going to be one or two people that you're, mm. you know, spending a lot of time with today. That probably not the best use of your energies and time today. So you know, and I, I I don't know if this is the appropriate time, but it makes me think of you know your your past and maybe you know some people that were in your life that you know maybe weren't the most positive, and now they're not there anymore. But anyway. Uh,
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was actually uh, recently interviewed on a a podcast. It's called the lion's guide. Dale walls runs it. Great podcast. I I think if you're listening to this, you should check it out. But, but you know, we got, we got to talking about this topic and people, and he asked me a question. He's like, you know, what was there a point in time in your life where you actually had to do this, where you had to make a tough decision? And was there maybe a time in your life where you think back and and you can see a massive amount of growth. So it was like this all encompassing conversation. And I think back to, I was 25 years old and I went through a divorce And that's not something that I'm, I'm real excited that happened at the time, but I look back and, you know, it's one of those instances where I think back. And if you're doing this assessment on who's contributing versus not contributing to your life in a positive way, you know, the Brittany that I was back then was somebody who made myself small so Mm. that I fit into somebody else's mold. And, you know, I look at who I was then and who I am now. I mean that was one of the hardest decisions I had ever made in my life. I mean it was a roller coaster of emotions. It was not easy. Uh, it was not fun to go through by any stretch of the imagination. But I'm it, it's one of those moments now looking back that I am so stinking grateful for. Not because it was fun going through, but because of the catalyst that that was for my life. Mm -hmm. And, and there was this moment in time where I literally just sat there and went, who am I? And and is this really the person that I want to be for forever? And the answer Mm -hmm. was, heck no. So again, I I think you guys both bring up that word intentional and intentionality. And if I would not have had that moment of clarity in my life, where I sat there and said this is not what I want. It's not who I am. It's not the path and the life that I want to to lead for forever. If I wouldn't have sat down and actually thought about it, I can pretty much bet you that I would have still been in that situation. I would not be sitting here doing this podcast today. Uh, I would not be just in the position in life that I am now. So again, you know, I share that and and I know that everybody listening to this can relate in some capacity, you know, divorce rates, what 50% of marriage and in divorce i am not alone <laughs> yeah. you know you think about you know difficult decisions you think about family i mean my gosh i've had some roller coaster rides in my family and times where i've had to make really really tough decisions to limit or uh, eliminate my time completely with people that that it was really tough to do that so again i know that i'm not the anomaly here and i'm not alone in this and, and there's so many people that you have to make difficult decisions but if you can keep one thought in mind, and that is, you know, what will make you live a fulfilled and happy life, and how can you be an example to those around you, whether it's kids, coworkers, team members, whatever, how can you be on that path? So yeah, Brian, I think it, it's true. We all have those stories.
2: Yeah, and and Brittany is such a great example of what can happen when you make those right choices. You know, her growth and what she's accomplished and whatnot is just unbelievable and exceptional is the word that comes to mind, but it just proves a point that little things like that and changing key relationships can alter the whole path of your life. And you don't realize it at the time, Mm -hmm. but you got to be intentional about it like, who are you hanging out with and what are they doing to my psyche? And are they helping me Mm -hmm. become the person and go to the places that I want to be in my life? We only get one shot at this. And if the people on your team, aren't the ones that are going to help you take the right train to the right station, uh, you might want to stop at that next stop and let a few people off and let some new ones Mm -hmm. on and keep moving forward.
1: Well, I, I want to talk in a minute because I know that you, you have strategies for the right people, uh, to surround mm. yourself with the right people as well, but I also want to give the audience a little glimpse into Eric's brain, Brittany, when you said you felt like you had to make yourself small to fit into that relationship, the other person's idea of it, uh, the first thing I thought of was watermelons, mm. just so you know, I don't, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but have you seen the square watermelons?
0: No, now I'm so, curious.
1: Yeah. So they're watermelons that are a, a perfect cube or a rectangle, I think is actually what they are, but square sides. And the reason they are grown that way is because as they develop, they put them in these square boxes.
0: boxes. Wow. And
1: that's how they grow. So that's all the further they can grow. And that's not because of what the watermelon wants. It's because of who the grower is and what they want. They want square oh. watermelons, so they, they make them fit into this box and they oh don't let God. them grow past that box. What a Uh, great
2: analogy and whose box are you fitting in yours or somebody else's? Wow.
0: Well, and I mean, Eric, you just made me, I mean, I could go on a major tangent here, but you know, one thing that you, you made me think about too, is I think that every single human being, has moments in their life, like of purpose, right? Like you're here for a reason and people have talents within themselves that are simply untapped because they haven't allowed themselves to get out of that box. And again, you know whether it's it's because you're in a bad relationship or maybe you have you know your parents that don't let you soar you don't feel like will let you soar you know whatever that case is you know allowing yourself to lean into your full potential and do what god put you on this earth to do I mean, that's something that I believe that you are doing yourself a disservice. You're doing this world a disservice by not leaning into that and not realizing your full potential. So man, bust out of that watermelon box. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the, the new... Topic for or the, uh, the title for the podcast is bust out of that watermelon box.
2: <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love it. We might have to change the name. Yes.
1: All right. So let, let's flip that coin then. Right. Let's talk about yeah. folks that you find energetic and that bring you energy and h- how do you foster those relationships, but how do you develop those?
0: Yeah, so I think a great place to start, and this is another exercise that you can absolutely do and you should do, uh, is take out a piece of paper, and and write down five people who you admire. Uh, what characteristics about them do you admire? And really start looking at and paying attention to some of the themes that you may realize or encounter or come across. Now, the beauty of this exercise is a couple things happen here. Uh, number one. Typically, you tend to mirror some of those characteristics. So, those are things maybe about yourself that you love, but you don't have maybe the awareness or the intentionality to say, okay, I admire Brian because of his vision and his energy and excitement for the future. When I sit down and really do a self assessment and analysis, those are characteristics within myself that I love too. Mm -hmm. So uh, sometimes it's hard for people because we kind of, again, it's that whole thing of making yourself small. Like you don't want to appear egotistical or boastful or anything like that. So it's hard to pull out and point out the characteristics about yourself that you love. So that's one thing that happens. The other thing that tends to happen is those can be characteristics that you really want to build upon in yourself right? So those are things that you, you maybe want to sharpen the pencil Mm. per se within yourself. So that's a really great exercise. And and Brian, I know we've done things like this before, where we've looked at, you know, Mm. who are major contributors. So to put you on the spot here a little bit, I would love for you to share maybe one or two people in your life that have really been, uh, massive contributors, but who you really admire and whose characteristics you admire.
2: Ah, interesting. You know, the last podcast, I mentioned the three benefits of hanging around the right people. One is achievement, two is attitude, mindset. And the third is help with relationships. And, you know, as far as like an achievement, the first one that came to mind when you said that was, there's a gentleman by the name of Dick Averett, who years ago, we were at a conference and it was kind of after everything would be, was done. And we were sitting outside somewhere. I don't remember where exactly we were at and having a, I think a cigar, he loves cigars and, and a a cocktail. And, and, you know, he looked at me and he said, Brian, I just wanted to always wanted to tell you that you have the ability to be one of the top financial advisors in the company. And I just wanted to let you know that. And literally within the year, we were in the top you know, it's called the chairman's council back then. And I think just him giving me permission to be as good as I could be was all it took. Mm. And so that's been, you know, one that comes to mind, you know, on a daily basis to toot Britney's horn. I mean, I get motivated, uplifted, you know, the reason I'm still here and working is because we're building something amazing and we think alike and we want to take it to the next level. And she just keeps me energized and wanting to build that because we see what that can do for people and the help we can get and the magnitude of thinking different and what effects it'll have on people. So, those would be a couple of quick ones. Oh,
0: <laughs> thank you.
1: Are you blushing? I mean, I, it looks like you're blushing just a little bit, but I can't tell I yeah. a little
0: bit. If you can see the red through my Minnesota very pale skin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, not
2: quite uh, as much as your blazer, though. You're oh, right, not, right, right. Not, I'm that, not that quite blushing. there yeah,
1: yet. Yeah. There you go. Well, and, and again, I, I think that's. I've heard people term it, you know, on the shoulders of giants. I've heard mm-hmm. lots of different terms, but. I, I've always kind of pictured this in my mind. If you go to the gym and you want to, you know, learn how to build muscle, you're probably not going to ask the guy in the corner who's having trouble hanging his jacket up on the coat rack, right? If Mm -hmm. if he's super skinny and he can't even hang, that's not the person you're going to ask to, to help build that muscle. And I think that any of these traits, the characteristics that you're talking about, those are all muscles in my mind. You've got to exercise those. You've got to practice, right? Those different things, whatever those are. Um, How do you go about asking somebody to help you? Uh, you know, because I, I, you don't want to be a stalker, right? And nobody wants to be a stalker on this. You know, you don't want to follow somebody around and be a fanboy or fangirl. But at the same time, you you do want to be bold enough to say, hey, I love that you do this or this is what I see in you. Can you help me develop that? How do you guys approach that? Yeah, I
2: I would tell you it's a lot easier than you might think. And if you have this list of people who have these characteristics or have a success level that you desire It's simply reaching out to them and telling them what it is that you admire about them. And I, I would like to be more like that. Would it be possible if I bought you lunch to get together and learn more about how you did that? I will tell you, they will be honored Mm. to help somebody because part of why they are successful is they've learned from others and they've gotten help. And there's that mentor mindset that's built into people that are successful and they, they want to pass on things that have been helpful. They will probably spend more time with you than you can even imagine to help you get to the next level. And it, So I, I would just reach out to them, phone them up, send them a letter, do something. And I think you will be shocked that probably 90% of the people will spend some time with you.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I want to add something to that too. You know, I think one thing that people may lose sight of at times is leading with value. So anytime you're approaching Mm -hmm. somebody, especially somebody, like if you're looking at somebody you admire, that is an uber successful person and that has a lot on their plate and so many demands and pulls on their time and their attention, you know, leading with value, stepping into that saying like, What can I do to actually help them? Uh, You know, a lot of times you get people, especially again, you're looking at people that are maybe higher profile or have a lot going on or whatever that is. Typically they have some sort of like heartfelt mission that they're trying to put out into the world. So you might get somebody who maybe they're really passionate about helping children in some capacity, Mm. or maybe they have a a focus on helping people with addiction, or, you know, they have something where uh, like, like for us, I take, for example, you know, Brian has a a massive, uh, I guess charitable endeavor towards helping, you know, single moms. He has a whole foundation built around it and, you know, how he can help the kids of those single moms be able to pursue their education and create opportunities and all of these really cool things. So if you can find a way to contribute to the things that matter to them, that can sometimes get you closer to them. And you have to do it with sincerity. Don't just do it because you want to get something, but do it with sincerity. And Brian is dead on people. And they're all humans, right? Like the people you admire, they're just going, waking up every day and putting their pants on one leg at a time, just like you do. So being able to pursue those relationships and going into it, just, getting to know them and and seeing what they've done and how you can contribute to their lives is a great way to be able to start fostering that
1: yeah I, I think that that goes back to a little bit what we spoke about on the previous podcast with the generosity right I yeah. think that people that are successful people have been generous with them and so therefore they're reflecting that back on the next person hmm yeah
2: I'm trying to think and I do this a lot if there's somebody who I admire or want to learn more I Absolutely, reach out, and I'm trying to think of the last time you know somebody said uh, I don't have any time for you. I really, I really can't think of that. It's, it's just I don't even think it's in successful people or people with the right mindset. I don't even think it's in their makeup to, you know, to say no. It might be difficult to, you know, get a, you know, like a meeting tomorrow kind of a thing, and I think if you do it by delivering value, as Brittany alluded to, you know, probably more likely to happen sooner rather than later. But I think it's just in the, their DNA.
1: Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. What do you think about how you're perceived? I think that that's a, what mm-hmm. a lot of people have to come, uh, overcome is that if I'm approaching somebody, I don't want them to think that I'm desperate or they, uh, you know, that I'm, um, uh, not doing the right thing or I'm not on the right track by asking them this. What do you think about people's perceptions when they approach these people?
0: Yeah, you know, the, the first thing that comes to mind here is and, and I wish I could remember the exact framing of the quote, but I've seen this float through social media world. I've heard this said in successful circles, but You know, when you're pursuing something that's bigger than yourself, right? You have big goals, you have big dreams and you're truly leaning out and and, and asking for help in some capacity, or you're looking for guidance or, you know, advice or whatever that looks like people that are in places that are even more successful for you are not going to criticize you for trying to make your life even better. The only time that you get that criticism is typically from the people that maybe are not achieving or don't have the goals that you do or don't have that big vision for their future. So I think again, it's like, you know, we get stuck in the space in our head, right? That Mm -hmm. six inches between your ears because we're afraid of how we might be perceived of how we might look to that person. But if you lead into something with transparency, we're going to get so much further. And, and actually, you know, I, I just thought of this, this example. We just had in our mastermind that we run for financial advisors, uh, we just had a gal speak and she shared the story about how she had been following this guy who's ultra successful, who has done, you know, more in his life than most have, you know, 10 times over. Uh, big marketing guy. He has a great company. He's consulted with some of the most famous people that you can think of. And she'd followed his podcast, followed some of his social media and, you know, at the time she, she had just been like calling him out basically on social. She had been saying, you know, oh my gosh, look at what this person delivered or what a great or what a great, whatever. So she's genuinely absorbing his mm-hmm. material and his information And through this whole thing, he ended up uh, reaching out after she created some cool video for him from his own content. And she shared at the time, she's like, you guys, I was building my business and I was maybe making in my business like $50,000. And this person who had done things that I could only dream of wanted me to consult on with him, right? I wanted me to be wow. an advisor to him on some of the things he was working on. So I, I think about that story and how amazing that is, and how you know people oftentimes uh, want to maybe not come to complete light with where they're at in their careers or where they're at with their endeavors or the success they do or do not have. But again, people who have already achieved, they're not going to judge you for trying. They're not going to judge you for pursuing as long as it comes from a place of sincerity. So I think that's just such a great example.
2: Yeah. And I'll give you a personal example. I get calls probably weekly from advisors wanting an opinion or what would you do or how would you handle this? And I will tell you, I'm more than happy to set those up you know, every day of the week in which we do. I will tell you the only pet peeve I would have and I would imagine others would is if you give somebody some really good advice and you take your time to explain what it is that they should do and they don't take your advice and implement it then I get a little frustrated and they probably won't get another you know opportunity to Call me again if they, you know, just uh, are picking my brain and don't actually do something to get better.
1: Yeah, there's a word for that. I don't know if I can use that on the podcast, but I was actually <laughs> termed by a mutual friend of ours, uh, and he may have heard it someplace else, but he he told me to beware of the assholes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they they That's ask. Well said. Yes. <laughs> they ask. They ask for stuff, but and and opinions and and advice, and you, you spend this time doing that, and then they just they don't do it. And then there's a failure and then they're usually frustrated with you when they didn't follow your your advice so that that's frustrating
0: yeah people and, don't ha- and i'll keep, keep going erica i'll add something to that too but keep going
1: well no i, I was actually going to ask when people don't have somebody that they can ask or they can maybe they're looking around going i really don't have a whole lot of people in my inner circle that i want to take those characteristics from how do they find them how do they What's the best way to find people that are actually going to be able to encourage them and, and lift them up?
0: You know, there's a couple of things there. Number one, that's one thing with us, you know, when, when we're talking to or talking on this topic and we're talking to our clients and we're talking to prospects, I mean, that's something that we have as part of the conversation. Like if you don't have somebody that's that going to get excited about your future and get excited about your goals and dreams we're here. Like, this is the kind of stuff. I mean, Brian can attest to this. He'd sit and talk to somebody all day long about their big dreams and their big goals and the things they want to achieve, because that's fun and that's exciting. And that's, you know, a heck of a lot better conversation than talking about returns or the markets or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously that's part of our job and we do it and that's, that's all fine and good. And we have talented people in those positions, but the true energizing conversations are, are the ones that are focused on that. And the other thing I would say too, is if you find yourself in a position where you don't feel like you really have anybody, you got to do a little bit of an internal gut check at the same time, because are you putting it out there? What you want, right? Are you actually talking about your dreams, talking about the future with the people in your life? Because maybe you just haven't voiced it yet, right? The universe has a funny way of, of, if you're not clear with what you want, or you're not putting it out into the world, it's really, really hard for for that to kind of align around you in the way that you want. The other thing too, and and this goes back to the ask hole comment, (laughs) (laughs) but I want to just say too, you know, I think sometimes people, they don't take action out of fear. Mm -hmm. And that's a point that I think is really important to pull out of that You know, I think sometimes they get this advice, but they, all of a sudden they get off the phone then, or, you know, you get off your zoom call or you leave your meeting or your lunch, whatever you had with this person. And you start that negative self-talk and all of a sudden you start getting in your own way. And you're like, oh gosh, yeah. He advised me on that, but I'm not as smart, talented, have the right people, right. Network, et cetera. And so forth. And all of a sudden you're talking yourself out of something When in reality, you're just as capable as that person and the person that gave you advice. So, and we're going to get into this in the next couple episodes about really getting out of your own way. But I think that's an important piece to pull out and to not let fear trip you up because what's the worst that's going to happen that you're no further along than you were yesterday. Bummer. (laughs) Keep trying. Uh, So I think that's just something that I wanted to touch on.
2: Yeah. And really true, Brittany. I mean, you know, when I alluded to one of my pet peeves is giving people advice and then they not implement it. But that's, if they don't, a lot of times it's, it's exactly that, you know, Mm -hmm. they're fearful and, you know, they haven't got the team and they haven't got this, that, and the other thing. Well, you know, I didn't start with any of that either. Mm -hmm. And we developed it. So if I can do it, anybody can do it. And, you know, so it's once again, everything that a person does in life is it's intentional and you just can't let stuff go. You got to think about, what's happening and what was my response to that. And if all of a sudden I got this really good idea and now I'm talking myself out, you gotta like literally stop and go quit that mm-hmm. yeah. um, or have somebody that you can talk to that can be your accountability partner to help you realize that's not getting you anywhere. Mm-hmm. And as Brittany said, the easiest exercise is to say, if I do that and it's not successful, What's the worst thing that's going to happen? Well, be in the same position you are right now. Mm -hmm. And, but what's the best thing that could have happened? Gee, it worked really well. And now I'm able to move forward and more successful in that particular aspect. Gee, that's probably a good trade-off. Nothing the same and, or, you know, those would be pretty good uh, odds in Vegas, actually, I think.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know that we're running out of time. Are there any other closing thoughts for today's podcast? I'm really excited to get into the the next podcast now that you've kind of given us a preview, Brittany.
0: Yeah, you know, the only thing I would say is that if you don't remember everything that we just talked about with exercises, a really simple way to get access to these tools, not have to create them yourself, just go to mysweetfinancial.com. That's that retirement readiness toolbox. And it is called retirement readiness because we deal primarily in our business with retirees, pre-retirees. But these tools are relevant to anybody and are especially important anytime you're looking at navigating major transitions in life. So, again, you know, I, I use my example with divorce. Maybe that's something that's on your plate right now, right? This is a great time for you to go and reassess the people in your life and who you want to pursue going forward. Anytime you're making a big change, you're going into retirement, your empty nest, you're, you know, moving to a different part of the country, different part of the world, really looking at who you're going to spend time with, how you're going to spend your time, and, and what fills your cup and gives you energy. So, mysweetfinancial.com, really easy, free access. We want to be able to put those tools out. Out to as many people as possible
1: perfect brian and Brittany, thank you so much for your time today again
0: awesome it's our pleasure
1: yeah thanks eric it's been great again you guys are so generous and that's that keeps on getting reflected in this podcast but I, I truly do appreciate it and of course we do appreciate you as well the listening audience thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the dream architect life podcast with brian sweet and Brittany anderson if you have not subscribed to the podcast yet please click the subscribe now button below this way when brian and britney come out with a new podcast it'll show up directly on your listening device This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And as you're making those lists, think about the people that need to hear this podcast, need to be uplifted by the positive message that these two bring to you every other week. Thank you you again for listening today. For everyone at Sweet Financial Partners, this is Eric Johnson reminding you that possibility comes to those who create it. And we'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the Dream Architect Life podcast where money and mindset meet with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. If you heard something that really hit home for you, please share it with those you want to be helpful to. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Sweet Financial Partners.